Three, two, one. Hey, welcome to our podcast, The Build Life with Megan and Emily. I'm Megan, and I'm hosting with Mrs. Postframe herself, Emily Marshall. Uh, we're going to be talking about all things under the sun when it comes to building your own home, whether it be a barn dominium or anything else, and the life that you live when you're in construction, whether you're doing it yourself or hiring a contractor. It's a crazy time, so I hope that you enjoy all the wildness that we have to talk about and learn something and hopefully have a much better time than we did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Megan. That's, uh, that's a great way of putting it. We want to take everything that we've learned in the last several years of being on this journey ourselves and help you, I guess, figure out like what's going to be the best way for your family to proceed. Yeah, I know there's not, I mean, there's plenty of guides out there, but there's really no guide to a holistic one that says, you know, take care of your marriage, take care of your kids, how to do this and share on social media. Um, that definitely doesn't exist. So on that note, uh, I think we should probably tell them a little bit about ourselves. So I've introduced you a little bit, you're Mrs. Postframe. Where can everybody find you? And I guess what kind of media do you guys do primarily? Well, if you don't know who I am, my husband, Paul, and I, uh, we are Mr. and Mrs. Postframe. We started our journey almost four years ago now on YouTube, and we decided to build a Postframe Barnuminium and film it all ourselves. So my husband was the builder, meaning he literally built our house himself. We only contracted out a couple of different items for this job, and the pretty neat thing is that in the course of that build we started getting tons of requests to do other people's builds and it turned into a full-fledged barnuminium building business here in iowa we live outside of des moines in madison county which if you're familiar with the bridges of madison county and that's where we're located so right now we're still sharing all of our projects on youtube including some things related to our personal home as well as the homes that we're building for other people we share on all of the major social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Pinterest, you know, you name it, you can find something there. Our website is chock full of information. There's Mr. Postframe and coming very, very shortly is mrspostframe.com where you can get a lot more detailed information about what it is that we offer. Um, we're working on some cool ways to help you navigate our content because after almost four years of sharing our life and our business online, there, the biggest problem is that it, you just have to figure out how to narrow down the information that we have out there. So we have basically uh, a video or a post or a blog about everything related to barn dominion building. Um, so the resources are there and we're here to help you we do custom plan design for people. Uh, we do a monthly Patreon membership where if you're wanting to have a deep dive into self-building and self-contracting, that's where Paul and I take people's questions and we really talk about the nitty gritty of building. That's awesome. Well, I know that I was one of y'all's early subscribers on YouTube. So a little bit about me and my husband. So I'm Megan. My husband is Woody. Our handle on Instagram where we've been sharing for the last couple of years is Woody's Barnuminium Build. Um, <laughs> we started watching you guys uh, sitting on our couch in San Antonio. 
Um, the house had no heat and we needed a huge workshop and started watching Paul and Woody was like, oh, we could do this. We could do this. And so we're sitting there in our sleeping bags on the couch, freezing to death, like, oh yeah, we could do this. So that's kind of where our dream began. So the <laughs> fact that like you and I connected, I mean, that was really cool for me. You were, you're one of those people that I saw online and I was like, oh, it's them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so we jumped into building and we were all over the Facebook groups thinking like, oh, you know, we're going to learn from everybody's mistakes. We're going to document everything. We're going to start a website. So we did. We learned from other people's mistakes, but we made a ton of our own. Um, our build is what we like to call a 70-30 split. Um, we had a contractor come in and do like 70% of the work, if not a little bit more. And then we hired out everything pretty. So for us, I mean, it's, it's really rare that you can find someone that'll do that, but um, we're in... North Carolina, just north of Wilmington, right on the coast, about three miles as the crow flies from the Atlantic Ocean. So finding someone to do this here was really odd. We're not a particularly agricultural area, so there's not a lot of like post-frame builders. There's definitely not a lot of barndominium builders. We actually couldn't find any, um, and we're laughed out of people's offices. Um we're starting a YouTube channel as well here soon. We started sharing our build on Instagram and on our website, barnuminiumtour.com. And we recorded most of our build. Um, and following in y'all's footsteps a little bit here, because honestly, I knew that YouTube, <laughs> from talking to you, I knew YouTube was going to be a whole lot of work. So we decided to record everything and then tell everyone about it and show it off later on the back end. That way we could give a better insight into our full experience. And I'm hoping that that'll be a good way for us to teach people and show the things that we weren't able to show on Instagram. So um, we kept our personal life very private when we, um, with my husband leaving the Navy here shortly. We're going to be able to share a little bit more of the behind the scenes of what was going on. Um, for the longest time, we've said that he was going on a work trip when he left, like four weeks after we started construction, uh, like four weeks after I had my son. And um, he was going on deployment. And so we weren't able to share details like that, but we want to give you guys the full insight into what it's like being a young family, taking on this kind of build, living real life and dealing with real life problems. We started building like right in the middle of, of COVID. So we had quite the ride. I think you guys were finishing up right at the end of COVID or right at the beginning of COVID, y'all were finishing up. Yeah. Um, so I we kind have... of, we were in the middle. COVID affected us, but not really yeah um, and so yeah it's it's been an interesting few years hasn't it yeah i know what a time to get into construction <laughs> yes exactly exactly but in all reality uh the being in the barnuminium space in the construction industry has been uh explosive this in the last couple of years because more and more people are longing to find themselves in more space. So people are looking for acreages, they're looking for homes that are going to be able to meet their family's needs uh, when it comes to creating a homestead, creating a different kind of life for their children. Yeah. And so that's, uh, you know, if anything, the last few years have actually pushed more people in our direction um, when it comes to building. And uh, yeah, we're just here to help break down all of the different, you know, stories and information. And as you mentioned, you know, Megan, YouTube is not easy. It's a ton of extra work. I tell people it probably added nine months of time to our project, uh, just the extra time of filming everything, editing everything, 
being in that space. And so with that, one of our major goals with this podcast is being able to do interviews with other people so that you get a really wide range of people's stories. So their experiences of what type of Barnuminium they're building, uh, what the process was from, for them. We've got some people who did a lot of work themselves. We have some people who did very little of the work themselves. Uh, we have people that have little kids, grown kids, no kids. So there's a great variety of stories to tell out there. And so you and I, we just really wanted to make sure that people had a chance to hear more than just one perspective. Because while you and I, you know, we have three children ourselves. And when we started this process, our children were um, about, they were about five, four and one, I think at the time, or four, three and one, something like that, really, really little. Nobody was in school at the time. And so, uh, you know, we have, a, we have a very common perspective, I think, you know, with little kids. Yeah. Uh, but, and just some of the extra challenges that come with that. Um, but we wanted to make sure that you guys got to hear from other people that weren't necessarily in the same position as we are. Uh, they live all over the country. Uh, so Megan and I, we live on in different parts of the country and then our guests over the next few weeks live all over the place. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun hearing other people's stories and uh, being able to share more about our personal stories. I know that we're going to share our own experiences in detail, which, you know, has uh, emotions running high, I think, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's the other tough part about sharing something like a, you know, especially a DIY build or um, just really anything major, like a major life shift in general is uh, the emotional aspect that comes alongside of it. And that can be difficult to share in the moment, but we're excited to share some of the things in retrospect, like these are the different, you know, good times and good times and bad that we had in our building experiences. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's, I, I've learned so much about some of these people that we've seen online for years sharing their homes through getting to talk to them in this podcast. I've had a lot of fun recording and getting a closer look at everyone else's perspective. Um, I know that I, I'm building on the coast, but my experience was totally different. And what we were allowed to build was totally different than some of the folks that we've um, recorded with that live in Florida. Um, I don't get cold weather. So my idea of what a build is and what it needs is really different than someone like you who lives in Iowa or some of the other folks we've talked to who live in very Northern climates. Um, and just the exposure to all of these different types and seeing the different parts of the process, how people with decide to live in teeny tiny trailers or giant fifth wheels and just make it work. I think it's more than an inspiration. It's it opens your eyes to what this is like and what it can be and all the different options that there are. Cause I know a lot of people see a few pictures and groups on Facebook and think that they're going to have a very similar experience and that that's the way you have to do it. And that's just not true. There's so many ways to skin this cat. So like, <laughs> yes, getting yes. into it with people is it's fun. It's fun. And I think it'll help someone understand that maybe this is attainable um, or maybe this isn't what you want to do. And you'll know that before you get hundreds of thousands of dollars into a project. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. The common theme though is gonna be that this is all very relatable uh, situations that you're probably gonna be able to see yourself in one or multiple guests that we have on this podcast, or you're gonna be able to see yourself in Megan or I 
and our stories. And you're going to be able to get just true perspective on, on stuff. So it's, it's going to be a fun time to be able to share all of this with you. Um, um, our first episode, now that we've kind of told you what our podcast is all about, our first episode is a fun, just kind of chit chat about different things. Some of the big comments, uh, themes that we've seen and our perspective on those and a little bit of, you know, holiday gift ideas and stuff like that. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode. And we hope that you enjoy the series. I, I thought about a, um, I might make a reel today that just starts introducing and we should do a whole episode on it. One of the comments that I hear from people sometimes that kind of like stings a little is when people are like, oh my gosh, like, you know, when they'll find somebody who has just like, has had their house built for them and they're sharing all their pretty fun finished house stuff. And they're like, oh my gosh, I just can't, you know, nobody shares like the process and uh, and I'm like, yeah, like, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, people say, make those comments and it's like, well, it's because like y'all follow these accounts that just swipe everybody else's cool content. And that's what you think, like, that's what you follow. That's what you invest in. That's what you keep liking and sharing and being like, oh my gosh, look at this. Or you come across some, some like criminal basically on Facebook who posts million dollar stick frame homes and says they're barnuminiums for under a hundred thousand dollars. And then you get mad at me when I'm like, this is really what this home costs. And you're like, that's ridiculous. And it's like, well, I'm sure it seems ridiculous when you're used to seeing million dollar homes that people are claiming cost a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Jebby on Facebook said it was going to be a hundred grand. Right. It's like, so I'm just, so part of me is like, you know what people like stop doing that to yourself because then you're just going to get mad at me when I tell you the truth. Instead, look for people who are sharing real information and like that's who you need to invest your time in is people that are actually giving you valuable information, not people who are just telling you something. I can give you personal gain all day. Oh, all day. Yes. But worth nothing. Right. Exactly. It actually doesn't do anything for you. That's the thing. It's like none of this does it gives you any value. And then you go on the internet and say, nobody talks about blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, because you're too busy looking at pretty pictures. Yeah. You know, you're too busy being delusional. And then there are people out there that are sharing real information. You just don't want, you just don't like the answer. You don't like the actual answer to the question. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so there's my rant for the day. Because, you know, it's like, I'm going to get you going again in a minute, because I have a question for you that I think would be really fun to, to bring up on the podcast, Mm. Um, (laughs) or at least something that I've seen in comments more and more lately that I'm like, this needs to be addressed. (laughs) Let's talk for a minute about those conversations that are pretty one-sided because let's be honest, whenever you're looking at someone's build on Instagram, or you're looking at someone's build on YouTube, you're seeing some dude building a house. And they don't talk about what's going on behind the scenes to make that happen. So mm-hmm. like you and I have talked before about pretty much the same thing. We're like, oh, let's be nice to have your husband build you a house, you know? Right, right. <laughs> have your husband build you a house. And honestly, like I'm starting to see it more and more where I see the wife is doing all the sharing on social media and doing all the video work and like organizing everything. And the husband, of course, is, you know, doing whatever it is that he does to make the house happen, which is typically like the manual labor. Mm-hmm. You get these comments from people who aren't involved in this at all, obviously. Um, they have no idea how much legwork has to happen to make the build go. 
right point of having like drywall on site like people who don't get that um I don't know I know that you guys get those comments on your personal build often and I'm lucky that we haven't gotten too many of them but I see people like Wildwood Haven and I like I'm constantly scanning their comments, making sure that I don't see those, like waiting to jump on people. <laughs> I'm like looking for a fight. Right. Comments sometimes. But like, how do you answer those people that are like, oh, it just must be nice to have a house up here? Like, um, well, I mean, one answer, one way, there's a few options to the answer to the question. One is to just not engage with them at all because they're, you have to think about like the person who has the gall to, put in that effort to make that comment, they're, they're probably a nasty person. Like they're probably not somebody that you would meet, meet in real life and be like, this is a great person. I really like them. Um, they are probably just that. And a lot of times they're, they're men. I mean, most of the time, um, there's always the potential strong potential that they make the comment out of just sheer jealousy that they wish that they had a, financial setup or a family setup or something like that that would allow them to do something like that. Um, and they may or may not even have the skill set to do it, you know? So, so yeah. So one option is you just don't answer. Option two is like, if you do kind of engage with people and stuff like that, it's, I always try, I, I try not to be combative in an answer. I try to be informative in an answer because then when other people it's probably not going to help the person that's making that nasty comment because again they're probably just a wretched person in general but maybe other people reading the comments and seeing like hey what is this person going to respond to this they can see like maybe a little bit of information or a little bit of clarification because also we live in a we live in a time where home shows and renovation shows and all that kind of stuff came on, came, you know, flooding the scene. So a lot of people have spent uh, the majority of their adult lives watching these home shows. And these projects that you see on TV, they go together tons faster than in real life because they have crews that are working around the clock. I mean, like I've gotten on some people's social media and like looked at comments about different like renovations gone bad in these home shows and stuff. And there's people that are like, oh yeah, I used to be a production assistant for such and such show. And like the painters didn't show. And so I stayed up all night painting your house. And it's like, well, I'm not a painter. So, so <laughs> you've got these shows, <clears throat> you've got these shows that have also skewed the perspective of what does this whole process entail? And what does this whole process look like? And so people are thinking that they can be rude and they can be mean and they can be like, you know, you should just be able to do this really quickly or you you should be able to do it right alongside your husband must be nice, that kind of stuff. Um, because you have a really bad perspective of what real life is like. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because TV's done it to you. It's entertainment. Like that's the that's the thing too. It's like you're seeing something that that is considered a uh, trade, it's considered a job, it's considered a skilled something, but the, but all of that kind of stuff is, is entertainment. That's what it's meant for. It's not meant to like show you like real life behind the scenes. So then the other thing is, I mean, I just, I like to, I like to always talk to people about the side of like what you were talking about, the side of building that you don't get to see because it's not building it's, it's supporting the rest of life and stuff. Like, for example, you know, in our Barnum and building business, 
I do the job right now. I'm probably doing the job of about four different people. We could probably hire three more people full time and that would make my life incredibly easy. Well, you know, yesterday Paul's asking me, Hey, would, you know, how would you feel about like, you know, joining me on the job site every day and like doing more content with me? And, you know, I mean, didn't you have fun when you came and helped me do the footings? Like you could totally like, you know, with the shovel and, you know, and like, you know, you could set the brackets for the posts and everything like that. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely could, you know, but the fact is, is that I'm doing the job of four people. Plus I'm, I'm everybody's housekeeper. I'm everybody's chauffeur. I'm ever, you know, so it's like, I mean, that's, it's like, that's, that's the real response is that it's like, well, who's going to do all that stuff? Cause that stuff doesn't magically happen. But again, <clears throat> society has unfortunately been like a home renovation show for a lot of men in saying like, you literally have never had to consider whether or not there's going to be clean underwear in your drawer. Now, I'm not saying this about all men. There's plenty of men that are like incredibly helpful and things like that. But typically what you see in a set in a family setup is you have these men who have literally not had to have a care in the world. So they get to go on in their life and just be like, must be nice. You know, and it's like, well, I'm sorry, but it's also what if I just quit doing all those things? Right. What if I what if I quit I buying food? The ship and I left right. devices like what would you right. Eat? Right. What if I was like, oh, yeah, Paul, I'm just going to go ahead and be on the job site with you all day, every day. That's all <laughs> I'm going to do. I'm going to set brackets with you. I'm going to build houses with you. I mean, I really should say yes. I should be like, let's just do it. I'll do it. I'll spend come March 1st when we start our new round of builds and stuff. I'm there all day, every day. And let's just see what happens. <laughs> I mean, really? Like people like like people have undervalued essential things because they're not difficult to do. Yeah. You, so everybody's undervalued those essential things in, in everyday life for so long that you think, well, pff, what? And yeah. it's like, well, if your attitude is, well, what, who cares? It's not that hard. Then you go ahead and you, and you work 12 hours a day on a job site, come home and do all the laundry for us. That would be fantastic. Go for it since it's not that hard. And Paul doesn't do that to me. I'm just saying in general, those are those commenters. <laughs> that's <clarify>. their attitude. <laughs> right. Let's clarify. It's the, that's what those commenters think that like, oh, I'm supposed to be able to, you know, keep birthing our babies and raising our kids without external help and take care of all of our household needs and run our business full-time and be on the job site with you full-time. Mm -hmm. And that's supposed to just happen. Otherwise, I'm not a valuable part of this process unless I'm physically building the house with you. And that's just not true. No, 100%. Like in our setup, it was that, you know, I had a brand new baby, Eric left. We knew that we weren't going to be able to take care of lots of parts of our project, especially the big stuff in the beginning because he was leaving for a deployment. So for us, it was like, okay, let's hire a contractor, do X, Y, Z, and the other. And then I will manage the procuring of everything, securing what building package we're going to buy, uh, managing all the pre-construction stuff, prepping the site, doing all of the... Um, like laying out the land, mm -hmm. uh, making sure that we had the right permits pulled for septic and figuring out, you know, who we were going to hire to do that. 
um, doing all of the comparing, all of the buying toilets and faucets and sinks and picking cabinets and picking wall colors and buying all, you know, making runs for the guys whenever they needed stuff and trying to also fix up the trailer that we were living in. And I was really lucky to only get a few of those comments. Like, well, it must be, it must be nice to have someone doing all of that. Like we had a right. few, we had a few comments where it's like, oh, you, you're just hiring everyone to do all of this stuff. Like you're not even building it yourself. That's the only reason people build barn miniums so they can do it themselves. And I'm like, okay, but so who's going to watch my kid? First of all, second of all, like when, when am I going to pump? Cause we're still breastfeeding, you know, we're still <laughs> like, you know, when am I going to go get licensed right. to operate all this heavy equipment? Um, when am I going to go buy a trailer and then also find a babysitter to watch my kid or take my kid with me, which I did several times in Woody's truck, which is a single cab 1992 Dodge truck. Uh, you know, strap the baby in, in the car seat and drive to the store and pick up toilets and sinks and faucets. Yeah. Like, it's just not possible. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry it doesn't meet your very narrow definition of barn dominium. We didn't buy a 300 year old barn and convert it. Sorry, there's not right. a lot of those available. So, right, <laughs> like, exactly. The, yeah. the junkie comments are just a whole nother thing. And I really would love to kind of speak for a minute to the people who are sharing or want to share their build. Um, just about like what it is when you share your build, how to handle all of the people on social media who have no interest in being kind to you or who are treating you like you are putting on a big production for them. Right. Well, Which, and, not what most of us are doing. <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not to say that there aren't people out there. I mean, again, back to the guy on Facebook that thinks it's okay to show you million dollar homes and claim that they're under a hundred thousand dollar barnuminiums. Like the, you know, there are people out there that have caused this problem. There yeah. are people there that have shared information simply for their own personal gain. They have no knowledge. They have no experience. They have no nothing, you know, so it, and it's done a disservice to a lot of people because again, when people comment, that's ridiculous. It shouldn't cost that much. And it's like, I, I'm what? sorry. Like, <laughs> what do you want me to say to that? Like it costs that much because it costs that much. Yeah. And if you don't like that, you know, now I'm not saying that you can't have an opinion that maybe maybe you don't appreciate what's going on in the economy right now and that in that prices and supply chain things and all of that kind of stuff has has factored into it. But also at some level, it's all, the cost has always increased. So it's always like I, I watched some like home show the other day and they were talking about how somebody's aunt bought a house in Beverly Hills for $25,000 in like, <laughs> like the 40s or 50s or something like that. Well, they sold it as a teardown for like $7 million. Yeah. Like, so cost has always gone up over time. So you also can't think like, because it doesn't cost what it cost in 2010, that suddenly I'm like some shyster that's like trying to get you to spend more money than you need to spend on your home build. It's like, it's going right, to cost You're walking money. away and gonna bathe in your Scrooge McDuck money bin, like. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Let's exactly. all lathers in every night. <laughs> right, I mean, right, like we're, you know, and it's also, again, you know, so we de we've devalued the role of supporting people in a family unit so much, but we've also devalued a lot of the skill that's necessary to accomplish these things. 
So, you know, you've devalued that, oh, I don't think that my contractor should be able to make a good living, but he's also supposed to be available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He's supposed to just do this for me out of the kindness of his heart. And he's supposed to just chip in because I'm, because I'm getting to the top of my budget and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. Exactly. (laughs) This is my dream. I need you to make it come true for me, you know? And so, or people that are like, you know, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and this is, I'm going to say, this is what I want. And I'm just going to make you figure out how to make it work. And it's like, well, unfortunately for everybody, you know, people, you don't have people stay in the trades if they can't just make a decent living. Like it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Like when you could, you know, our joke is like, Paul's like, well, if I, you know, can't get to the end of the year and I haven't made more money than I would have made running a forklift at Menards all day, then this isn't worthwhile. Yeah. Because this is, this is high stress. That would probably not be stressful at all. He's like, I see the forklift drivers hiding behind piles of wood all the time anyway. Yeah. You know, so he's like, I could sit and just kind of chill and stuff and help somebody every once in a while, or I could be available all day, every day. Okay. So then I'm let me give you this one the comment that I've seen a lot it's a beautiful saying that makes no sense to me but I'll let you elaborate you get what you pay for Mm. yes yeah (laughs) you do get what you pay for so Barnum and Ian building you know the history of Barnum and Ian building here in the Midwest it's it's a almost always it's a post-frame constructed home which Post-frame construction is the most popular agricultural style of building that you see here in like Iowa, the upper Midwest, that kind of stuff. So, and you've seen it for years and years and years, Um, you know, like Menards, the big home improvement store in our area, they started out as a post-frame building company, I think in like the fifties or sixties. So that's, yeah. So like this style of construction has been around for a super long time. I'm not going to name names or bash anybody, but there's also been crews of people that have been able to cheaply build these structures for people throughout the years mm-hmm. you know they their labor costs are low you know that kind of stuff and even um like some of the big pole barn companies you know they're not paying their guys a ton of money like trust me they're they're not paying their guys a ton of money and they're driving all over creation and live sleeping in their trucks and and different things like that so so people got this idea you know that it's like well it's all supposed to be super cheap And it's like, well, but if it's, you're going to, if it's going to be your barn for your cow, that's one thing, because it's not necessarily catastrophic. If like the window leaks and like, oh, you know, the post rotted and, you know, different things like that. Is that cow, is that a really big bummer? Sure. Like that's, that's a drag. If 15 years from now you have to tear the whole thing down, but is it catastrophic? No. Is it catastrophic if my house starts to fall apart and my posts are rotting because they're stuck inside the ground and my windows are all leaking and different things like that? Yes, that's catastrophic. That causes major, major issues that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to repair. So you get what you pay for in who, like what your process is in order to hire a builder. you know, so you're going to get a different product if you are hiring somebody that is meticulous, you're hiring somebody that is going to pay attention to the details and is not just like in and out, like going to be like, I'm here today, I'm in Nebraska tomorrow, I'm in Ohio on Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you're gonna, and I'm not saying that they can't produce a quality product because there are people out there. It's just that quick, fast, hey, you know, we put up our house in two days kind of an attitude. You're probably gonna have issues. Like Paul says, quality takes time. It, you know, and you do what get what you pay for. Like we're going you know, we're not going to be the lowest cost option for you to build because we're also going to be one of the highest quality options at the end of the day. You're gonna get a good product. You're gonna get your your windows are gonna look good. If they leak, that's really, really rare and a very much an accident. <laughs> and we come back and fix it. Right. Um, you know, so yeah, those guys in the truck are not coming back. <laughs> the guys in the truck are not coming back. No, we had somebody <laughs> we had somebody um recent this year that just uh, our price and schedule didn't work out for them. So they hired somebody else. They've had to have them back three times since putting up their structure to re-trim the windows because they all leaked. Ooh. Three times. That sucks. That's a lot. That's really That's a lot. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And now, and, and with any type of home build, it doesn't mean that somebody is a bad quality person if, if there are some errors and things like that. Like we had, we, we had a window that just like the frame kind of went wonky and stuff like that. And so like by the end of the build, it was kind of like, they couldn't open it smoothly and stuff. So we swapped it out for another window. And actually it was more the manuf window manufacturer's problem. It wasn't our problem. So it's not to say that there aren't going to be things that like happen. It's just, you have to say, do I want to run the risk? And do I want to have frequency of these things happening? Do I want to be, do I want to save a few thousand dollars so I can be more disappointed in the end? Right. Well, and what's the procedure whenever something does go wrong? How is that handled? Cause like for me, whenever we bought our appliances, we bought super bougie appliances. I mean, I've never, they, they were, they cost more than my first car and my second car combined and I never asked questions about price I never haggled uh, I never debated anything with them I accepted timelines I was a good customer yeah well now we have bought our front door hardware through them too and my husband has had to go back three times and it's about an hour to get there so that's two hours every time they've called him They've offered no, no, you know, reduction in price, no, right. you know, free whatever, like not even a koozie. So I'm like, you know, at least you could offer me something. I'm not the hardware expert. I should right. be able to be some lady with a cat that walks in here and says, this is my door. I need this hardware to match that door. And you get it right. The first right. or the second time or the third time. But now we're going right. on the fourth time. Right. I think that with the saying, if you get with what you pay for, it, it sucks because as someone who hadn't built before, it's like we've paid out the butt for some stuff and just mm -hmm. gotten crap in return. Right. And, right. you know, of course, we've cheaped out on stuff here and there, only a couple, couple little things. And one of them went well and the other sucked. It's like, I feel like it's almost like darts at this point for me. It's like, right, right. Only yeah. that I got what I paid for after the fact. <laughs> like right, right. And you're going and every once in a while you're gonna have somebody that tells you, oh yeah, I have like a friend or I found somebody here in my town that, you know, makes blah 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 or they do da da da. And and man, it was super, super cheap. And they it turned out great and they did an amazing job. That that is a rarity. And also I would challenge somebody if they're that epically good then they need to be charging you more than they charged you yeah. because they don't deserve to make pennies so that you can 
have your dream come true either. <laughs> like, you know, so if they're like this unbelievable custom cabinet maker and you're like, it was like a third of the cost of what it would be to order non-custom cabinets. It's like, well, then that person needs to charge you more. Like yeah. they deserve to make more money if they're just that good. Yeah. Like they really do. So, so yeah, so you get what you pay for. You get a fantastic product for less on a rare occasion. Um, because, you know, people, people do deserve to charge what they're worth for their skills because it takes a long time. I mean, you know, Paul keeps saying, he's like, you know, we're trained, we've got guys that work for us and stuff, but they don't have experience. And the hilarious part is that they could both go and get supervisor jobs for like a regular pole barn company because they have experience now, you know, but Paul, but you know, but Paul doesn't even like leave them to do a build. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's oh, the like... truth. Yeah, they would be the supervisor. <laughs> they'd be they'd be in charge of the job because they they've been around it. And Paul's like, yeah, except that I've got like he has more experience than years that th some of these people that work with us have been alive. So you're gonna get a better product from Paul than you are from other people. So take, you know, do you want to, do you want to save money and have headaches or do you want to spend a little bit more money? Cause it's at the end of the day, it's never that much more money. Yeah. It's not like we're charging. It's not like we're six figures higher than the next guy. It's like my tile. Like I, yeah. I spent 12 grand with the company that screwed everything up and ended up having to pay me back, um, for material and time. They ended mm -hmm. up paying, um, a little bit out for my babysitter too, because I had to go over there and deal with them so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is just pitiful, right? Just pitiful. But then the people that did an incredible job came in, tore out, they did the added stuff of tearing out the other work from the other guys, redoing all the stuff that they did and way better were the same price. Yep. The same yeah. price. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, and that's not to say, you know, there's also those instances where maybe that tile company that did a bad job shouldn't be charging that much. Or yeah. shouldn't be in that business or something like that. I mean, as a contractor, though, I don't want to bash. I don't want to bash anybody because also we are like out of control lucky that we have guys that show up every day uh, that don't call off on us randomly for no reason. They don't show up late, you know, that kind of stuff, because it's it, like people say it, but I'm like, it is an absolute struggle. Like I was talking to somebody else who's um whose husband is kind of like second in command for a decent size HVAC company. And she was like, what do you mean your people show up every day? And I was like, yeah, every day. Like my, like our people do not call off on us, you know? So like they got a good Christmas present and they get a week off between Christmas and New Year's as paid vacation because we like to have people show up every day. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, so that, so that is a problem. So as a contractor, I'm not going to bash other contractors because finding people who know what they're doing is like yeah. insane. It's, okay. it's insane. So Christmas gifts yesterday in my story, I posted about my, my coffee club experience with circle K and I'd be a liar if I didn't come up front and tell you that I emailed come and go today. And was like, so I have a friend who would love if you had a coffee membership option that we could buy her for Christmas for like a year's worth of coffee, you know, as many times as she wanted to come in a month. Um, so no pun intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come with a K. <laughs> so, but yes, I did email them 
he was like hey um I have this idea that I got from Circle K you guys should do because I you weren't the only person that messaged me and was like that's epic so if you don't know about Circle K has a membership program called sip and save where for like six dollars a month you can go in every day don't even have to take your wallet don't have to take your phone they don't have like a little scanner card or anything you can go in get whatever drink you want from the, the fountain stuff or the coffee and you just put in your phone number at the checkout and leave and that's it so anyone in your household can use it it's once a day um i mean that's a, that's so worth it in my opinion i know yes. um i know panera has a club like that it's a little more expensive than circle k but you know well and not every panera has a drive through either which to me it's right. like if you're in construction you're, you're on the go like building stuff and going here there and everywhere like that would be the most epic gift to give some. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and two, like it's proximity. Like, you know, I think like I've got in our, in our rural town, we have two Casey's and a come and go. And, and I think we have some other gas station options, but they're not like mainstream. And, you know, it's like, yeah, that's what I want. I don't want some other random gas station deciding to do it because I don't necessarily go buy one of those every day, but I go buy those gas stations every single day, usually twice a day. Right. So it would be worthwhile to be able to just get that as like a gift. It'd be so easy. I mean, yeah, like our guides would love it if we gave them that membership for Christmas because they're driving by the same things every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope your email comes. I'll, I'll have to text my friend. And be like, <laughs> I'm going to be like my friend in North Carolina is like trying to get this through mark- come and go marketing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the ultimate gift. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And shameless plug for come and go. Um, the gift that keeps on giving all year. Okay. So I know people listening would probably be folks who want to build. So what do you think? Cause I've seen this on Instagram and Facebook where people have contractors that they love and they like give these gifts and they can be like gift baskets or like Christmas gifts or whatever. Like, I mean, maybe it's a dumb question, but like, what would be a great gift for your contractor at the end of a project? If you're like, we love these people and they did a great job. Oh, sure. Well, um, I mean, gas station gift cards if you, are always a good good option. Like that's a super easy option because we we need fuel all the time. That's actually one of our most significant expenses this year is fuel. I believe it. Um, and then um, other ideas would be like I'm trying to think of some other things. Like you know, I mean, any any type of gift card to like home improvement stores, that kind of stuff. Because we also tend to always have our own projects going too. So yeah. we're going to use it on something that we need. Uh, we got our guys this year. Milwaukee makes a heated coat mm-hmm. and it's battery operated. And so it, it heats, there's a panel that heats the chest and the back of the coat. Um, that's what we got our crew for Christmas this year because it's a great option if you live in a cold climate. So if you are in a cold climate, that's a um, and you want to splurge on your contractor, then that would be a great option. Or if your husband's building your house and you live in a cold right. climate and you want to yeah. on him. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Or if you're build, or if you're wanting to get more involved in, you know, like for somebody like me, who's like, I have, I have limited knowledge and skills, but maybe I want to get more involved. Well, I don't want to get more involved when it's 20 degrees outside. Um, yeah. So, you know, buying my, you know, getting one for <laughs> and your partner. Get one for your person that's yeah. going to be out there. Being- yeah, exactly. So those are great gifts for people. Um, if you notice like what kind of batteries your contractor uses on their tools, that's always an appreciate. I mean, that's again, another, another splurge type gift, but um, 
that would always be that would be something that would be unexpected but always appreciated because you run through batteries like nobody's business especially if you splurged and got them like the really cool most tools have grades of batteries and so oh, yeah. they have the super nice powerful ones and then they then they have the ones that come with the tool yeah. um so if you got them something that, that's a little nicer than what comes with the tool um yeah and then you know just like anything per like sometimes things that are personal because your contractor if they have a family and you've kind of picked up on like what their situation is and stuff like that like anything that has to do with their family is always nice because it shows like that you've paid attention and that you've kind of said hey i know that this is a lot of work for you and while it is your job i know that this is comes with a lot of added stress yeah and so uh you know something like maybe there's some fun local thing that you could buy tickets for their family to or there's a you know you could get them a gift card to some fun restaurant that their kids would like to go and you know that just things like that yeah no that's awesome see our contractor has gone above and beyond um i had my son right before like right when the building showed up same day and right after we had our foundation done um we were out there the day after taping all the rooms out and like just figuring out the layout you know in real time and in dimension and he showed up on a saturday with one of his little girls and um brought us a like a baby shower gift essentially and um that was really sweet because i don't know if he knew this or not but um woody was working up for a deployment and so he didn't get to go to our baby shower he was gone so it was the only gift that that Woody got like one on one before we had Wade. So that's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I don't I don't think he had a clue, but it was really really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so there are really good. You know, there's a lot of horror stories out there when it comes to contractors and stuff, but there are a lot of good contractors out there that are really putting their best foot forward. They're doing what they can. They understand that they want to make. You know, like we understand, like we want to help people's families like have this happy experience, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah. So hopefully that gets people, if you're listening for an idea Um, and you don't have to either. I mean, like, you know, like I don't need a comment that says, well, I'm paying you. That's enough. It's like, I get it. Like, that's fine. We don't need Christmas gifts from people that we did projects for. Um, We don't expect them at all. Um, But if you're like, like you said, if you're like, Hey, somebody's just really (laughs) gone above and beyond. And I want them to know that I noticed that they went above and beyond. Those are a few ideas. Yeah, no, I think that that's super sweet, especially for the people who are genuinely interested in doing something nice. Like I know, or something super cheap. If you've got a crew, especially if you live in a colder climate and like the temperature drops or something like that, or, or whatever time of year it is, stop by with like a weather appropriate treat for them. That's almost, that's super low cost. Like bring, you know, bring a dozen donuts out to them. Um, we had one build that like she would go th- through the McDonald's drive through because she would drive by the McDonald's on her way to her build site and she'd get everybody make flurries in the summer. Um, yeah. So like, you know, it was probably a $10 investment, you know, not investment, $10 expense on her part. And the guys like were like, this is the best. It's so fun. Nice. Yeah. So you don't have to actually. So I gave you a really expensive ideas and then you can also do just, you know, a dozen donuts and everybody will be thrilled to pieces and they'll talk about it. Like we talk about clients that um, do nice stuff for us and, you know, think, and that we feel appreciated because it helps. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Just, 
it helps us get through the stressful times because building is very stressful no matter how smoothly it goes it's a very high emotion high intense situation Oh, Emily, that is so true. All our guests this season have totally unique builds, but that's something they could all agree on, I have no doubt. Okay, folks, um, my sitter is calling, so we've got to wrap it up. You can check out our builds on Instagram at Mrs. Postframe or at Woody's Barn Dominium Build. That's going to be the best place to shoot us a message with all your Barn Dominium questions, comments, concerns, stories, and make sure to subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.